say something. Oh, I think we're starting the pod. Sorry, sorry. Hopefully this gets up. But yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, NBA trade back and forth. Players all over the place. Do you want to start with the NBA, or do you want to just take a minute to talk about what about uh, the NFL? Yeah, I totally didn't uh, because watch the games and take a couple breakdowns. Last time, last time we talked, you were you literally made the case against him to be the MVP. You made the case for Russell Wilson. So I think I think you do this stuff on purpose because on the old podcast you bet against your team. To win the Super Bowl, you bet on the 49ers against your Chiefs, and, and they should have won. They should have won. They should have won. Watching that game, they should have won. So you I make mean, you make the case for Russell Wilson to be the MVP, and then like the next five games, he goes like one and four and looks awful. I mean, you're kind of right. You're kind of right. Um, I mean, in both situations, if you were a betting person though, and you're like and midway through most of the way that it was happening, it was probably a high likelihood that you would take that back because it really looked like it was going that way. So I don't know, maybe maybe it zags whenever I zig one way, but who knows? I mean, true. And of course, now we're having talks about another, around another quarterback who's choking as well, uh, Tom Brady in prime time again, not showing up. Was he like a real MVP though? I don't think he. I don't no, think there's no, no way. No, no, like 43 years old. But there's a point in time people were like, "Oh, the Bucks are the best team in the NFC," and it wasn't just Bill Simmons saying that. There were some other people who were saying they're a contender, but. What? At the time, they had to be because they had like the best. They had like the highest like offense defense upside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Hey, I mean, and Brown, Antonio Brown looked pretty good in that game. Um, he had the most receiving yards, so he had a couple pickups. But um, back to your favorite, a uh, favorite subject of the of the year. Your man has the same record as Aaron Rodgers. That's crazy. They're they're actually almost almost one fifth of the league is seven and three, which is kind of weird because I was like, I was watching the game. I was like, why is everyone seven and three? Because eighteen percent is seven and three. I just think 18% of the teams are. Anyway, so yeah, you guys, only three losses. How does it feel to be the Packers? Can I admit something to you? I don't, I haven't said this out loud yet. And I don't really know if I want to because it's, it's pretty dangerous. Oh. But I think there was like a, a, a moment, just like a slight moment during that Packers game when we were coming back and Philip Rivers like made a play and he was like, like talking to the sideline and like getting like really hyped up and stuff. And I, I think I bought in like a little tiny bit. Oh, oh started, you started to, started to put a few dollars in there. Oh, wow. He made this, he made one. I, I don't even remember what point in the game it was. He made one of his touchdown throws. And honestly, I don't even remember to what, who it was too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. doing a terrible job, but like, man, I, I don't know. I think it was Hines. Okay. It was like Hines or something, and he had Preston Smith lined up on him. And it was one of those plays where, like, the linebacker just was, like, never, ever going to turn around because he was doing all he can to keep up with, like, the running back. And then the quarterback just throws it right over the top of him. Because, you know, that 
like Preston Smith is a defensive end. He's never going to turn around to look at the ball because he's doing all he can to stay in front of Hines, who's like yeah. seven times faster than him. And Rivers just like put it right on him. And I was like, oh, that's like the one, the one thing that you can say like pro Rivers is that he knows how to like make NFL passes. I mean, yeah. I would, I was thinking, my whole thought before the season started and like even up until that Packers game was Phillip Rivers was just in like the bottom half of the league quarterbacks. Oh. But he, he, he is like, he's kind of smart. Yeah, and he's got like a, a irrational. He's got, some, he's got some. He's still got some gas in the tank. Yeah, at least he can like make NFL throws occasionally. Yeah. Like how many how many other guys in the league can do that? I don't know. Can Tan- I guess Tannehill can, and that's like the other guy in the division that he's competing against. But. That's pretty much the baseline, yeah. Like Derek Carr, like he's kind of in. I think he's in that group, but I always thought yeah. he was like trash. So like maybe. Maybe I'm not – I don't know if I'm buying in on Rivers or if I'm just going, you know what, maybe he's not, like, totally awful. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I definitely – I mean, I think your team might be one of the, the weakest 7-3 and three teams out of all of them, but oh. um, you can't sleep on them. You can't sleep on them. Uh, I mean, you guys did – that fumble was pretty – that was a decent fumble, but um, I, I, I definitely don't – Outside of Rivers, like, I think with your team, it's just the collective talent, and I guess that goes also to Frank Wright because, you know, makes you guys competitive every week. Cause, like, looking at your roster, I don't know who you say is elite. Like, do you, do you, would you consider anyone on your team, like, just outside of Quentin Nelson? I know. Don't, don't strike me. <laughs> I know, I know. Outside of him and maybe, like, even your O-line hasn't been – they've been good, but not, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, I just feel like there hasn't been part of every team that's been, like, great. But I feel like all of good, most of it's been pretty good, like, solidly good, so. You know Darius Leonard on the Colts, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think he's the best linebacker in the league right now? Okay, I, I, up until the past couple of weeks, like, he was, like, one of my absolute favorite players, and I absolutely loved him. Yeah. I'm, like... A hundred percent scared of him. He is so terrifying. Absolutely. He's not even he's not even tackling people anymore. He just hits them and they fall down. And then he's still like standing up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of him. I there's no way I would want to pass Darius Leonard on the street. He's terrifying. He's the best he's the best best defender in football right now. Okay, all right. Uh, I take uh uh Seattle's linebackers. Every every KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner, I usually take them over probably as the best. Um, but yeah, no, there aren't many more like great makes, linebackers. Their there. whole linebacker core like good. Like people think Steelers? Bobby Okereke and Anthony Walker are good linebackers because they play with Darius Leonard, and they're they're. I mean, Okereke is fine. I like Okereke. Anthony Walker is not that good. I would have yeah. liked him in a heart. But people, people are like, man, I really like these young Colts linebackers. It's like, no, you just really like Darius Leonard, and he's so good that he makes up for everything that yeah. Walker can't do. And DeForest Buckner, DeFore, that fumble recovery, like, yeah, but he was already on the ground, and he just reached up to get, like, he jumped on it. That, the ball is bouncing back into the middle of the field. He's sliding away from the ball, like, reaches back and grabs it, pulls it into his body. Like defense, defensive linemen have been like bobbling that between their hands 
since football started. Like the, they they don't make that fumble recovery. Yeah, they just like bat it around and then hope like another guy gets it or or like when the defense like the defensive lineman's trying to like scoop it up and run with it and like they yeah. all end up fumbling around. And you can all like they just you know they don't get fumble recoveries and sliding away from the football, reaching back, grabbing it, pulling it into his body. Yeah, that was pretty elite. I'm not okay. All right, all right. Kind of clap back. Um, so I know it's an old and uh, an old uh, hot take right now, but um, I got a new twist on it. Will you take Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson to start your team right now? Oh, I would take Watson. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that's tough because Watson hasn't been like great this year. I don't know. I still think Watson is an elite quarterback on a horrible team. Good stats, bad team. I tend to be in the school of thought that, like, good quarterbacks just don't play on bad teams. Like, even if even if your team's, like, not good, you can at least make your team average. But they're, like, they're so bad. Have you seen, though, the way Watson has to run? There was one touchdown called back where he had to, like, he ran and he got, he had to drop back and then he had two guys chasing after him. He was able to juke him out. And then just as he was about to get hit by the linebacker, he barely got the pass off. And then he had the touchdown, but then someone got called for a holding or something like that. And it's like, even on the Bills game, like, and I know I keep going back to it, but like in the Bills playoff game where he barely got that touchdown and sent the Bills home, like almost at, all the time, every week, he has to make these miraculous plays where he's about to get murdered. And uh, Lamar has all these pieces around him, and yet he, so far in his career, he's only won one game when he's trailing after the first quarter. Like, when you're down after the first quarter with him, you might as well mail it in. Like, and yes, this game did go to overtime, but uh, I mean, the way King Henry just kept going on on, on that D line and stuff, like, it, I mean, and considering that. Lamar's uh, strength is running. Like they should find a way to kill clock and be able to win close games. So I don't. I, I definitely think that this past week he definitely should have. Like an, I feel like an MVP should have at least made that game closer. It was. It just felt like Lamar should have won that. He should have won that game. I think they were. They went. They got up. They got up like fourteen or something. Yeah, you talk. You talk me out of it. Yeah, I take Watson. Pretty. Yeah, Lamar stinks. I think they should trade him. No, I'm just kidding, but you're right. Like, when he needs to have – when is he going to have, like, the defining Lamar Jackson game where, like, he does, the, you know, the 14-point comeback and just puts the team on his back? You know, for a whole postseason. <laughs> Maybe he does it on Thanksgiving. Maybe he does it this Thursday on Thanksgiving. Who knows? Maybe it just – Oh, they play? Awesome, but – They play? He hasn't had it yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to look at the schedule. Yeah, no, that was that was tough. I mean, Mark Andrews was going crazy in that game. I love how Hollywood Brown was complaining about never getting uh, thrown the ball to, and then he's 0 for three again. It's like, hey, catch the ball before you complain. Um, on the other side, Corey Davis, player who people are saying about. Anyway, back to my team. I was mad. Okay, yes, I won, and yes, I know this is a spoiled fan yelling. Okay, but look. And every time we play the Raiders, for some reason, people are wide open. This, like, the worst part is almost at, like 90% of those passes were 10 yards, like, were almost always a guaranteed first down. 
a lot of those catches, there is no one defending them for like at least three, four yards around them. Like, I understand if they're making tough catches once in a while, you know, we blow coverage once in a while, but you can't blow coverage every single time. They lose their one of the best running backs in the league right now, Josh Jacobs hurt, and it's still on one play a barely just dropped that we lose. Like, and if Derek Carr said to see them through that well, like, we're done for. And we're, and I mean, sure, Mahomes was lights out, 45 passes, you know, he did, he did his thing. Like, I mean, it's definitely not the offense. It's just the defense always folds when we play the Raiders. And it's like every other team is like, we, we play decent coverage, but with them, it's just, oh, now we got to leave them wide open. And, oh, he's got a touchdown. Like, even that touchdown where he had, uh, where we had the penalty, a false start, and then somehow Aguilar has this guy just behind him, and or Waller, like there's two guys coming at him, and he somehow jukes him out both and gets the first down, and somehow gets barely dragged down. Like it's so annoying every time we play him. I hate playing him. We better not play him in the playoffs because right now we're we're set to play him in our wild card game, which is a dumb rule, by the way. How much were you sweating on that last drive when Mahomes led a touchdown? Like oh, that was a close. I was more sweating on the next drive. A half percent. It was, it was definitely more than the next one. I was sitting. I was just sitting in the living room, going, "There's no. There's literally zero chance in the world that they don't score a touchdown here. There's just no way. Like, yeah. it's Pat Mahomes. The dude's gonna score. If the worst problem you have as a Chiefs fan is the Raiders play you kind of close because they're a division rival and it's Chiefs Raiders and there's like a really long history, and then they just they they like get up for the game more. Like you're fine. That just means you're going to win the Super Bowl again because the Raiders, like, keep it close a couple times. It's always their division rivals, man. So dumb. But, um, yeah, no, the Steelers are the best team in the league. Um, I the think Steelers. this year they were again had a rough to start. That, that defense is something else. I That team, oh, my. I think they were, like, they were what everyone imagined the Patriots were last year when, like, the oh Patriots goodness. were having all these historic records. What? You're just trying to curse everybody. You've cursed the Raiders. You've cur- you're just like, I'm going to talk all these teams up because I know next time we come back, talk about this. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even trying to talk them up. I love Chase Claypool. Like, I feel like with him, he, he, he's like, he's got that new new feeling of him where he's just not used to losing. Like, he just, he, he expects to win, and he, he has that swagger where he, like, you line him up against anyone, and, you know, and he, he, he backs it up. That defense, Minka Fitzpatrick is a leader. Like, as an out-and-out guy, T.J. Watt is, like, great pass rusher, you know, Cameron Hayward in the middle. Um, that, I mean, that team, it's loaded everywhere. Um, Hayden, uh, and it just seems like every game, even if they're down a bit, you know, and Juju, Juju low-key has started to put up stats. I, I was kind of talking smack about him, but I think the last couple last couple games he's had double-digit um, reception. And, I mean, they continue to win. And, you know, at some point you got to start giving them respect, even if it is a 1-19. Wait, do the Steelers have Pat Mahomes? Hey, 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 they got a defense to make up for it, though. Didn't their, their quarterback, like, two weeks ago, like, injured both of his knees and then went on COVID in the same week? I'm, it's, Roethlisberger's going to fall apart in the playoffs. He's just, he's just, I don't know if he can physically, like, handle a full season. I think they're the, 
they're the one team that would actually probably benefit from a buy just because Roethlisberger, True. Roethlisberger would you like want him off the field to stay healthy? Would Would you rather have the two seed if you were the Chiefs because you don't want that week off, right? That never works. Yeah, I, I didn't read off a bye. Like, you kind of almost undefeated. Uh, I mean, buddy, that's, that's like a urban legend right now. Um, and also, I really, really don't want to face the Raiders for a <laughs> um, That's what we're going to have. And home field advantage is always nice. So, I mean, all those things, especially with uh, some of those COVID restrictions, we're seeing when you have more and more people in the – more fans in the stands more later in the year, I guess. Um, who knows where we are with vaccines. And I'd rather, much rather have the home field advantage and the bye. So only two games to the Super Bowl instead of three. So I think we just need we just need to figure out how the Colts and the Chiefs can play each other in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to drop some games. How scared of Michael Pittman would you be if we played you guys? I'm, I'm not, he had a, that was a great touchdown run. Like, he looked fast. He really, no, he looked great. Packers defense just, like, run crossing routes, and then you can just get, like, 15 yards after the catch. Well, I just wonder if the Rivers was so good in that game. It was just the Packers deep. And then they were able to run the ball in the second half and keep the Packers offense off the field. But, I mean, it was just like, oh, you're just going to give me this, and then we can just get 15 yards after the catch every time? I, it's fine with me. That just means Rivers doesn't have to throw down fields and throw picks. As a fellow AFC fan, how happy are you that the Pats are making the playoffs? The Pats? I've never really cared. If the Pats I'm, you, I'm so happy. I, I'm not even lying. What's the, the last two years playing against them? Especially that uh, that uh, conference championship two years ago. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy they're knocked out. I can't, even, I can't tell you about them. I just If the Colts aren't winning the Super Bowl, like, why – I don't really care which other 31 teams win it. It doesn't, doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you care who knocks you out, though? If what? Wouldn't you care about who knocks you out? Like, knocks out out of the playoff, I guess? Or gives you the L? I was going to say, I honestly couldn't tell you who knocked us out last year. We didn't even make the playoff last year. So, I mean, my memory's not oh. good. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. actually, I am pretty petty like that. It's one of the reasons I, I hated the Philip Rivers signing is because he messed up two Colts seasons in like 07 and 08, and they, they beat the Colts back to back years. And I, I've always hated him for that. Wasn't Manning still the quarterback? Man? Yeah, actually, that's what happens. I end up just, I get mad at my own guys more than I, I don't like get mad at other teams for beating. Yeah. For beating I just get mad at like Peyton Manning and <laughs> all those guys. And I just, yeah. You I just, just turn off the TV when you see a nationwide commercial. Okay, I'm done. Oh, he's going in the Hall of Fame this year, though. Shocker, Peyton Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer. What? Get out. Probably my seventh favorite Colt of all time. Oh, who's the number one? Uh, Quentin Nelson. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. That, yeah, that was a dumb question. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy they're not making a playoff. And, uh, yeah, since that, that dynasty and uh, coaching tree isn't going too well, right? It's getting shut out. I need a new player. I was reading from, uh, I don't know if it was Bleacher Report. Yeah, it was Bleacher Report article about the Lions. And it's like, yeah, we're working hard, but we're not getting any wins, which was kind of funny. Um, with the Cards and Seahawks, even though 
Russell Wilson has kind of hurt himself in the MVP race. He did. That was a pretty uh, clutch win against the Cardinals. How weird was that holding call? Like, have you ever seen that before? Holding call for a safety? I just – can you win the MVP? I, I – I barely remember what you're talking about for one of them. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. No, it's okay. I was talking about Cardinals at T. Off the on game. A, on um, they had like a hold in the end zone and off I'm sure, the line home. I'm sure. I'm sure it was super weird. But like, can you can you win the MVP if you have five bad games in a season? The Rams lost five times. Like what? They just went like one and five in their last one and four, one and five in like their last however many games. Did they really? Did you watch that Bills game? It was awful. Oh, that's true. That was horrendous. I don't think he'll be MVP. Like, he'll be an MVP, but, you know, he's still in the league quarterback. The Rams game? I just – everybody I've heard make excuses for Russell Wilson have, like, talked about, like, how bad their defense is. But their defense was bad when they went 5-0. and He's just throwing – he's throwing bad passes. He was throwing bad passes when he was – that one against yeah. the Rams where he had, like, it was, like, second and whatever, like, second and short, and he could have just run for the first down and instead just chucked it into the back of the end zone and got picked. Like, that's not the defense's fault. I get that the defense is going to give up, like, 35 points a game. But when you're throwing bad passes and then, like, times against the Bills where he was just, like, in the pocket, like, looking around, like, he didn't even know what to do. And it's – I don't know how that's the defense's fault. I mean, I get, I get all the criticism of the defense, and it's totally legitimate. But, like, Russell Wilson was – like, he was in a slump. He was legitimately in a slump. Yeah. I think in this game, uh, the Seahawks definitely, I think what they did best to slow down on the Cardinals, which, I mean, it's still a one-score game, was they were able to really slow down Murray running outside the pocket and able to get pressure on him. I mean, the last four, coming into the game, in the last four games he had had average 77 yards rushing, um, I think he had 106, like, two games ago. And this yeah. game, they just held him down, and he had to throw the ball, which, I mean, he was decent at, but that's not necessarily his uh, main skill. Uh, I mean, and also, there was, there was, it was weird. I mean, with the Seahawks in close game, they always get these weird scores and, like, get weird, find weird ways to, like, where it's, like, 9-3 to or something like that. And um, this was no exception, so I don't know. Who do you think is winning I- NFC West? The NFC West? Sure. I I don't know. I I Kyler how good Kyler Murray has been this year has been so beaten over our heads that like I just assume that the Cardinals are gonna make the Super Bowl at this point. Like I love everything that he's done and it's super fun and the upside of like what their offense could be is awesome. But you know, that's all anybody ever talks about. So like I don't am I allowed to think in another way? Uh, well, I got the Bill Simmons listener hot take. Cause like, uh, what about the Rams though? I don't, I don't, I don't think the Rams are that good. Um, they're tied. I think they're aren't they number one or they're definitely up there. I don't. I just uh, how many yeah, Rams? They're, they're leading the division right now. How many Rams games have you watched and come away like really impressed? Like their defensive line's always really great. Uh, that, that last game on Monday against the Bucks. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. I don't know. They just never, they never like jump. I mean, their defensive line obviously does. Like their defensive line is great, and it's, it's carrying the team. I don't know. Maybe Aaron Donald should be an MVP case. Like that defensive line is like winning a football game. But I mean, they did lose against the 49ers, which 
kind of a bad loss. But, I mean, that, like you mentioned, that D-line, they got Jalen Ramsey as one of their cornerbacks, so, you know, at least half the field is gone. Um, I feel like with uh, this this past game, they were able to, even though they weren't able to run as much, I think Goff is starting to get better at throwing in terms of, you know, not having to use play action 20 million times. Uh, I mean, both of his receivers had 130 yards plus. I think one had 145 and the other had like 130. I just think that that team is flying under the radar right now. Um, I mean, they do have to play the 49ers. Um, and then they, they have the Cardinals, which will be the tough game. But after that, then they have the Patriots and Jets. I mean, which are some easy teams. And then they finish out the year the Seahawks and Cardinals. So, I mean, they do have a bit of a rough schedule there at the end with the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Um, but if they're able to split the difference between those games and then beat up on the trash teams, um, you know, I, I definitely think they could make some – definitely could make it pretty close or be win, the, win their division. So. I mean, aren't they basically just the Bears with, like, a slightly better quarterback and a better coach? I mean, yeah, but having a better coach kind of comes with something. I just think – I think if I was a 49ers fan, I'd be really upset because if they were healthy, I think they could run it back and be the best team in the NFC. They're kind of like the forgotten thing – forgotten team of this whole thing. I mean, they're, yeah, they're deep like, like the most sure thing every week was their defense is going to be really good. And Garoppolo, like, I, I don't know. I'm the only guy – I'm the only guy out here that is pro Garoppolo. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not pro Garoppolo. I get the numbers big. Like, I get the contracts big. But there's a lot of guys in the NFL right now that are making a ton of money and didn't play in the Super Bowl last year. We saw it in those games where they were just absolutely atrocious, where it's like, hey, like, this good guy quarterback isn't that great. I mean, they I mean, needed their run game to break them out, to even score in those games. He hasn't even, um, lost, he hasn't even lost two games in a row in his career. Okay, well, that's what happens when you're injured slash the third backup on the Patriots. Uh, like, you know, he – I mean, the full – has he played a full season? That last season, did he play all the games? Yeah, I think – yeah, he played – yeah, he played the full season. I don't know. He might, might have played like 15 games, but like – Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I didn't know if he did, but – I mean, yeah, but that's what happens when you have a dominant defense, um, which I feel like is the heart and soul of that team, which, I mean, kind of – I mean, people people think that like Nick Mullins is almost as good as Garoppolo. I may be one of those people. I'm not gonna lie. Look, Jimmy G is gonna have the dummies. Like, I I don't know. Nick Mullins didn't look that bad in those couple of games. I'm dead serious right now. I don't. I, I really don't know if he if he's that much better. I I think he he I think he know he's a better leader. He he I feel like he is a really good leader on and off the field, and I feel like that contributes that with his him being slightly better than uh, Mullins is the reason why he's starting right now. I mean I feel like he can be a franchise guy. He's you know he's collected, and I, I feel like he's a good presence in the locker room. You know. And um, in terms of his on-field, he just looks like a really old version of an elite quarterback. So, you know, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm one of those people. I, I really don't think he's that much better, but I think he's, I think he's a great leader, and I think guys feed off of that. And you know, they don't need him to be that dynamic playmaker because they have that many, that many around the ball when they're healthy. They're like Mozart, McKinnon, you know, Kittle, Sanders, Warren. They have, they have guys. You just, you know, you don't need him to make all those crazy plays. The thing is, I don't think he can make those crazy plays. I, I have Garoppolo number number one on my wish list for Colts quarterbacks next year. He's a free agent, I think. Uh, well, they have to trade for him, but it doesn't sound like that's not uh, like the 49ers are obviously not attached to him. Tua won't be. Uh, Tua, I feel like I feel like it'd be a stretch to get to it. He got benched. Yeah, well, why, why did, why would you do that? What's the point? Let yeah, him figure it out. Man, like, he's still the starter, but he's still got bench, you know. That's, that was a panic uh, move by Flores. Flores was like, Flores, for the first time in his season and a half with the Dolphins, was like, oh no, we could actually make the playoffs, and if we lose this game, that could like really affect us. And then he's isn't like, that well, one of the unwritten rules. And then let's it's put not like when your veteran quarterback's playing trash, you should bench him or something. Like I've, I've heard that. Oh, out of respect, we have to bench for something. He panicked. He he need, he needed to win a game to help him get in the playoffs, and he thought Fitzpatrick at the time was like going to be his best bet. And it's like no, he's not using Fitzpatrick. His best season as a player, he didn't make the playoffs. I'm not going to help him make the playoffs now. Just keep two in. Let him figure it out. You know what? If it costs you a game in 2020, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have two at Tonga Vailoa. If that's the if that's the price you have to pay for him falling to five because of a hip injury, you know, take, take your game and then enjoy the next twelve years of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So can I, I got one. Wait, can I tell you who's number two on my on my uh? Oh, who's number two? On my on my list right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Oh, all right. You think they're trading him? How how old is Joe Burrow going to be next time he plays football? 25, 24, 25. 20, is he, could he be 26? Is that a possibility? What did he say? No way. How old is he right now? He's right now 24. As he's people 24. love to say. Oh, he's 23. Okay. So 23. He's trying to add years on this poor guy. Yeah, no, I love how people are like, he's younger, he's older than Lamar Jackson, so calm down. 23 years old in how many days? I'm trying to look up his pro football reference. He's December 10th, so he'll be 20, yeah, he'll be 24 by the time, you know, he steps on the field again. So he'll be, he'll be 24 years old. Yeah, he'll be 24. He's going to have to be out for like a full season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll, will he, will he start, will he start the beginning of next year? Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't had the official, you know, um, they say it's, oh my goodness, ACL, MCL, and extra knee damage. Oh, Nelly. So he blew his whole knee. I that bad. It looked like a really nasty hit when he got the hit. Like, luckily, like, everything was, like, everything was, like, in place on his leg, you know? No wonder he tweeted out that he was going, oh, okay. Luckily for him, everything was like in alignment when he was lying yeah. on the ground. It wasn't hit. anything crazy like uh, an Alex Fang or something like that. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, like, they're they're not going to win another game, right? There's, there's no way. They couldn't even win a game with Joe Burrow. There's no way they're going to win a game without him. Who's so the backup? They got, they got the Giants next. They could beat the Giants. Oh, they have the Giants. I don't know. No, they're not going to beat the Giants. No way. Who, who's their quarterback? That's what I want to know. I know. Okay, right now they're right now they have the number three pick in the draft. So there's a very, very, very good chance that they could get the number two pick. Oh, Ryan Finley. Well, Finley Finley won a game or two. They can beat the Giants. Now everyone else are about to take this L against the Dolphins, Cowboys, Steelers. I don't know, Texans could be interesting, and then the Ravens. So. I mean, that last Ravens game, they might sit Lamar and do something, who knows. But, yeah, no, I feel like either they beat the Giants or they're going to, like you mentioned, lose every game. Okay, so let's just say, let's just say hypothetically that – because we just you just said that his injury is pretty bad. Like, he blew everything out in his knee. Yeah, no, that was – yeah. Let's just say it's an 18-month injury, okay, a year and a half. Okay. That puts him at what, almost – that would put him at almost – would that put him at almost 25? By the time he comes yeah. back, no, he'd be twenty-five. He'd be twenty-five years old. So you're sitting there at the number with the number two pick in the draft. How how hard do you look at Justin Fields? Not at all. Not at all. Because Joe Burrow is a winner. The thing with Joe Burrow, he's 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 a good quarterback. Like I don't think you can just like yeah, he didn't win a game or two. Like he didn't win several games, but like. He doesn't have that great of an O-line, you know. Joe Mixon is in and out, you know, and I wish he was more in than out because he's actually putting up decent numbers. They have pretty much no defense. Like, I feel like they need a lot of pieces on that team. So, I don't, I don't think it can be all blamed on Joe Burrow, but, I mean, obviously it's, some is on him as a quarterback. So, you know, I, I definitely think he obviously needs time to learn stuff, you know. He might need – and. It's, it's not like the Bengals have great veterans in that locker room or people he can look up to or can help him out with stuff because they've kind of traded all their veterans, <laughs> Andy Dalton. So, I mean, that's kind of why you keep them, but, you know. Uh, I, don't know. I wish Andy Dalton had stayed. That's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming Joe Burrow for anything. I think Joe Burrow's been really good this season. Yeah. Let's just, like, on the high end of it, like, if he's 25 when by the time he comes back and you have a chance, you just have it. You have a chance to take Justin Fields. I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying if the Colts call and offer you a nice package for Joe Burrow, yeah, what is this nice package? I don't know. I don't. NFL trades are way harder. I don't. Yeah. I would have to like really sit down and like I would have to like look at other trades and then and then like because quarterbacks don't really get traded, especially quarterbacks in a rookie contract that are really really good. Yeah, how many it's first rounds? That yeah, that no. wouldn't happen. Because it's not like it's not like when Rosen got traded after they took Kyler Murray, we're like, oh yeah, Rosen, like, like we're obviously taking a flyer on this dude. Like, what did they even get for Rosen? Like one pick, and it was like uh, it was a second round. It was a second rounder, and people were like yeah. shocked that they got a second rounder from him. Yeah. I mean, what what did what did the Bills give up to get uh, Diggs? How many picks did they give up? Uh, they gave the first round and a second round, I want to say. Oh, I'm getting so, IT on it right now. 
So like, let's start with two first, right? Yeah, they gave a first, uh, fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. And then they got a seventh back, so. I don't know. That's weird. Because, like, NBA, you almost never trade picks beyond second round. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a third round pick being traded in NBA almost ever. Well, yeah, because only, there's only two rounds, so. Oh, yeah, you're right. That helps. But, like, let's start – Let's let's say let's say they give them let's start the package with two first round picks, and then they could supplement anything else. I don't know, throw play, players in. I'm just saying, if the package is nice enough, and you have a chance to take a really good quarterback, I think it would have one. I think it would have to be Fields. I don't think you would take him over the next group of guys like the Trevor Lawrence. What? Well, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. So to the Jets. <laughs> And it can't be. It can't be like the who's the North Dakota State guy, Trey Lance or whatever that guy. Yeah, be, yep, Trey Lance. Yep. Yeah, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones. Like it can't be any mm-hmm. of those guys. It has to be Fields. But if you're gonna sit, if you're just, I'm just saying, they might, they might have to take a, they might have to take a look at it if it's there, if the possibility arises. What if they get the number one with Trevor Lawrence? Or have the oh, you to. have to take Lawrence, right? I don't know if you have to. That's the problem, you have man. Because like, at least you have the you have Trevor Lawrence, right? The I mean, the buyer's market for Lawrence is going to be sky high. But are people going to be trading stuff for him? That's the question. For Trevor Lawrence, I I don't know. Because if you have him, then why not keep him? Like, you know. Well, then you, okay. So now I just ha- I can trade Joe Burrow. Like I, I have two, two number one overall picks. Definitely, yeah. You definitely would trade Burger Joe at that point. Cause, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about Trevor Lawrence getting hurt, kind of thing. But, like, let's get. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is on the Bengals. We can get Dallas, and we can get the Chargers on the phone and go. Okay, let's send Herbert to Dallas. We're gonna send Joe Burrow to the Chargers, and we're gonna figure out the rest of the pieces later. Does that sound like a plan? Um, I actually like Herbert in Dallas. That actually sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So let's instead of Burrow uh, to Chargers, I could see that. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for the. It wouldn't make sense for the uh, Chargers, but yeah, I mean Herbert feels like a Charger. He feels like a you know. Yeah, because he can't. He he will figure out how to blow a game in the last. Exactly, he fits right into the culture. He's good enough, but he'll never win a ring or anything like that. But he's good enough where you're like, well, you know, you never know. And, uh, you know, he makes a, a really dumb mistake, you know, once every two weeks. And, uh, yeah, he wins more. He loses more than he wins. Like, an L is his haircut. <laughs> but <laughs> things like that. Um, I think didn't, this I didn't be- mean to interrupt your uh, – No, I – this might be my new bit, just how many different teams I can imagine Justin Fields on. Because I've already said it, the Cowboys should take him, which I think would be, like, super, super smart. I don't know. I like Dak. I, I definitely think Dak should. Ezekiel has been completely atrocious this year. Like, did someone steal him, abduct him? Like, can we get an APB out for him? Like, what is going on with him this year? Like, I don't think I've seen a player who, like, non-injury has had this bad like and he's not getting old or anything he just he's just bad 
I think I think the Cowboys should draft Fields. Dak should sign with the 49ers, and the 49ers can trade Garoppolo to the Colts. You said Dak should go where? The 49ers. And, and the 49ers should trade Garoppolo to the Colts. And what does Dallas get? What, is, what does who get? Dallas. They have fields. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But they wouldn't get anything in the trade, though. No, it's not a trade. It's just Dak signs as a free agent with the 49ers after they <laughs> trade Garoppolo. Okay. All right. I think that's the first one. Prescott and Shanahan. Oh. I mean, yeah, he, I definitely could see him do a lot more options, read options. He'd definitely be better at that. Which is another thing Garoppolo isn't good at is scrambling, but whatever. Um, I got a kind of hot take, kind of take that a zag to everyone's zig. Um, so once in a while, you know, as a black guy on, on the show, I have to, you know, you know, bring, bring awareness once in a while and bring the hot take of, you know, they're doing it because he's black or white or something like that. I, okay. I'm actually zagging this time. I'm zagging this time. I saw one or two articles, and I knew it was going to come up the second I heard it, that Taysom Hill is starting for the Saints, okay? Hey, newsflash, everyone. Sean Payton isn't racist, okay? Yes, I understand. It happens once in a while in the league, okay? People, you know, coaches and stuff, you're already talking about it. In this case, I'm, I got to say no, okay? James Winston, we already know who he is. Is everyone kind of forgetting that he had 30, like, and I know you haven't mentioned it, but I'm talking about the media, you know, people around the team. Has everyone kind of forgotten that Jason Jameis kind of threw 30 picks last year? Yes, he had 30 touchdowns, but that's still ridiculous. We already know who he is. He had five years as the starting quarterback of a team. I have to double check it. Five years of being the franchise starting guy, you know, and he had weapons and he had a decent defense, you know, everyone was around him. He had Mark, Mike Evans and Godwin, you know, made him probably one of the best tandems in the league and could barely win a playoff game. I don't think he ever did. So we've already seen what Winston can do. Yes, he's younger. And yes, let's do the side-by-side comparison and be like, oh, you know, we only have 10 passes ever and blah, blah, blah. And Winston's had this many thousand. No, well, yeah, but also he's put up thousands more picks. And yes, it's an exaggeration, but I think. I don't know. I think it's pretty close. I think if he throws like seven more picks, he's at about a thousand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is my point exactly. So I definitely think that um, we already know who Winston is. Hill has been a team guy. He's been with the team. He's done whatever they needed to. He's literally played every single position besides, I think, punter and O-line or something like that. Um, and last year, for any of the people who are saying his racist, you know, um, Sean Payton started Teddy Bridgewater over Taysom Hill, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater is a totally different case than Winston. He was injured. He was showing signs of hope. And guess what? He didn't throw 30 interceptions in a season, you know, so, and he, and he, because he went three and one, you know, once Breeze came back, you know, Breeze was a starter, you know, he, he was just, obviously no one's going to sit here and argue, you know, about that. So, I definitely think that – and got Bridgewater, you know, great contract. He's with the Panthers now, and I think the Panthers are definitely better than their record. I think next year they'll be a lot better. Matt Rule is definitely looking like uh, one of the best uh, first-year coaches in the league right now. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely think that 
Taysom Hill deserved the start. He earned it in this game. He showed it that he definitely deserved it. And we already knew who Jameis Winston was. So uh, um, get those side-by-side comparisons out of here. It, it wasn't a racist decision. Sean Payton has picked the black quarterback before. So, and it works out well. It's not, it's not like he's like, oh, now I'm not going to. No, he just didn't want to go with the guy who threw 30 picks and already has been given a chance. And yes, Taysom Hill's 30 years old, okay? But, you know, it's not like we're saying that Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback for the for next five years. He just needs to do it for probably the rest of the season as um, – Breeze heals up on his double-digit broken ribs because I know it's definitely double-digit. So that was my little rant. I saw it online and I was like, you know, once in a while I'll be a whistleblower. Okay, I understand, and you know, you and I will disagree about something. But this one, I cannot. I I just couldn't stand it because I'm like, are we really arguing this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. No, I think I think get my little rant on that. Taysom Hill is how old? 30 years old, apparently. I don't know. Stephen A was yelling, 30 years old. That's not true. There's no way. He's not 30 years old. He is 30 years old. 3-0, yep. I think the Bengals should trade for him. <laughs> he could be the franchise quarterback. I mean, if you watch that game, even squint your eyes, he kind of looked like Drew Brees. Like, he didn't play that much worse than Brees. I mean, his only interception was a really deep pass, which Brees also couldn't really not make it. I mean, he also Ooh. had the towel around his waist. I mean, they look kind of similar. So, and he's just a faster Drew Brees. So, I, I definitely think he deserved the start. He definitely, he definitely. Something I, I wanted to mention was, I think the reason that – Peyton, well, one of the reasons Peyton started Taysom Hill is because Taysom Hill is basically the high school quarterback who's also the coach's son and just gets to play because he's the coach's son. Like, literally, literally every time Taysom Hill in the game, is in the game, the offense runs a play that is specifically designed for Taysom Hill to be successful. It's like, yeah, no wonder this guy has all, like, these great plays because every time he's in the game, the whole point of him being in the game is for him to get as many yards as possible, Four touchdowns, like the whole thing's built around him. But him and I mean, obviously it's different than Breeze, but both of their limitations as quarterbacks lead to the same result. So Breeze, like you don't want him throwing. He doesn't want to throw down the field because one, he physically really can't anymore. Yeah. So while you could probably run a more complex offense with Breeze, like he's just gonna go through all his reads and then stare at like Jared Cook, like. 10 yards down the field and go, no, I'm just going to swing it to Kamara and let him pick up seven on his oh. own. And it'll basically be the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. It's the other way around where you don't, you don't want him throwing deep passes because he can't. Like, he's just not that good. Like, he's not going to be throwing the ball down the field that well. But your offense is still basically going to be the same. Like, you're throwing the short passes. Like, what was their game plan? Their game plan was he's just faster, like, though. Throw, it, throw it to Michael Thomas on slant routes. Like, target Michael Thomas like 17 times. And it worked. And it's basically the same thing that, that they did with Drew Brees. So, yeah, I mean, they're different quarterbacks, and they're both limited in different ways. But the limitations bring about the same result, and that's the fact that the offense is short, like a really, like, you know, short yardage offense that knows how to pick up first downs and has a couple of great athletes that can get, you know, yards after the catch, pick up a lot of yards that they're not going to get from their quarterback. And they're just they're never gonna they're never gonna get off the field because if you gain four yards of play, like you're always gonna pick up a first down. This is how the math is gonna work out. Hot take, the offense might be slightly better because 
Hill has some wheels. I mean, did you see that uh, scramble he made for the touchdown? You know, it may, it may be better. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. I'm not going to lie. I had that same feeling after the Rams game and the NFC Championship game last year. Or two years ago. Was that two years ago? Two years ago. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was two years ago where they had the huge hit, like Nigel or something. Yeah, I think it was that game. It was one, it was yeah. one of those playoff games. Maybe, maybe it was the Vikings last year. Mm-hmm. One of those playoff games where Taysom Hill kept coming in and making plays, and I was like, I think their offense looks better with Taysom Hill out there right now. I, think, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, he looked great in this game. And, uh, and I've low-key had a little spot in my heart for Taysom Hill. I mean, apparently you can't put him at tight end spot in ESPN Fantasy anymore, so that's yes, bogus. What? Yes, you can, because I played, him, I played against him this week. And yeah, apparently you can't anymore, though. They said he. I was, I was 10-0 and in that league. But not anymore, because Taysom Hill put up 25 points at tight oh, end. Had zero receiving yards. Beginning, yeah, but beginning this next week, um, apparently, yeah, he can't, he can't be beginning week 12. He's only at eligible at QB on ESPN. So maybe other systems he can, but not on ESPN. So, but who knows? But yeah, no, he, he, I like him. He's a great athlete. I mean, I mean, I feel like he's just a genuine guy who you know, just wants to play football and will honestly go whatever spot he needs to do. And right now his team needs him to be quarterback and he produced. So I, I honestly can't hate on it. So once Davis Winston shows that he can not throw as many interceptions as touchdowns and remember the right uniform uh, to throw to, then we could talk. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on. I don't, I didn't know there wasn't any too many other storylines, I guess. King Henry reigns supreme. Um, but yeah, that was a bit. I think he went through all the NFL storylines I had. Uh, so you want to talk NBA real quick? Yeah, real quick. <laughs> As if nothing so you, great has- You're not like a real college basketball guy. You watch, right? But you're not yeah. like a big college basketball guy. Just a little bit. So like, who were the guys that you just were like seeing pop up from the draft you really like? As somebody who doesn't really watch college basketball, just kind of like consuming the stuff as it happens. Like, who are you into? Um, I read some good articles about uh, Tyrese Hilburton. I never really watched him during the game. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Um, I here, definitely think he dropped a little low. Call claim oh. him as your guy right now. You don't have to ever watch him. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish LaMelo Ball had gone to the Warriors. I mean, yeah, I know. They needed Wiseman, and that was a smart choice. But come on. Come on. Who didn't want to see LaMelo Ball with the Warriors? Like, come on. Me. Like, teaching him, like, okay, I have the green line. Now you have the green Not at the same time or something like that. Um, it like four or five, been... you know. What were you saying? Well, well, do you want to talk about the Warriors real quick? Because sure. how long have I been? Telling you Wiseman to the Warriors was like the worst possible outcome for every other team in the league if that happened. I mean, I, mean, I think last I think I was telling you that last September I was like, if the Warriors get Wiseman, like this is gonna this is unbelievable. I can't believe they're about to get Wiseman. Yeah, but you know, I yeah, but like I mentioned then, like that's boring though because yeah now it's going to be a good player who you know gets better in that system and blah 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 but instead we could have a splash trio again well r.i.p clay he's not dead but he's hurt and he's going to be gone again which 
Ooh, like how do you Rocco noises? But like the five years of the Warriors. What? What's the five-year Warriors outlook now that Clay got hurt? For you, what do you think is going to happen? I think if they had drafted Lamelo, they could have had a star to build around for the next five years. I don't think you can build around a big man like uh, James Wiseman. James Wiseman for the next five years. That's that's what I'm saying right now. Um, you could have been the, you're saying Lamella Ball could have been the Warriors savior. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I am gonna sit here and say that because because the thing is is yes he may be a bust okay but guess what in a good system with great players at your position who play very similar to you it is very hard to fail you know and yes Lonzo Ball wasn't that he wasn't that great yeah but who did he have to mentor him like. Who was he there to show him the ropes? Like L.A., like LeBron? Yeah, maybe LeBron was showing him some stuff, but he didn't – LeBron, you know, he, he doesn't – in the teams he's played for, he hasn't been really great at mentoring a whole bunch of young guys, you know, helping rookies learn the ropes and stuff. You know, he's done the general veteran stuff. But more often than not, he'll make the team trade away the young players, as shown in this past year, and get A.D., who was mostly there already as a player – and then he goes to the Pelicans where, you know, J.J. Redick is going to show him how to run a team. Like, he doesn't have anyone around him. Counter that to the other side where you have Draymond Green, Le, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, great veterans who've been championship tested, who are just fun guys who want to, you know, ball and stuff and who want to pass around the ball like LaMelo did down in with uh, Chino Hills and stuff like that. You know, maybe smack him upside the head a couple times when he shoots too many 35 footers you know stuff like that and I think he would have they would have made him push him to be better on defense you know and he wouldn't he wouldn't have ever been great but I think he would have like been like average you know how Damian Lillard is now like about average and I, I think he could have definitely been a good building piece and sure they won't they don't, he'll, he'll need more around him but it would have been something good you know passing on the torch we're not passing down the torch to James Wisen, who, who like he he doesn't have an outside shot, and he's a great he's a good big man. But I I definitely I definitely wish a lot more that Lamelo went over there. Now he's gonna waste his career down in Charlotte. It's gonna be some big show with him and MJ and Lavar and that whole weird thing. Like it's the biggest storyline of you getting drafted is if your dad will beat the GM one v one. Like come on. Like, you already know it's a mess. Like, like, like that's the post they're putting on ESPN, not you working out with a uh, three-time unanimous MVP. Like, I kind of will. I'd rather take him a lot more going to war. So, it, it's tough for him. I, I really feel bad for him. Do you, do you see LaMelo Ball as a future NBA All-Star, or do you still see him as the youngest ball brother on a reality TV family? I, I see him as a Hall of Famer. I'm high on LaMelo Ball. I really like LaMelo Ball. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. I just, I know Wait, he what? had, I what? think he'll be good. I Wait, like LaMelo Ball a lot. Back it up a little bit. <laughs> I think that LaMelo Ball will one day be a Hall of Famer. I am banking on that. I, I, oh my I really. Goodness. <laughs> you hear it here. I'm, I hey, record it, write it down, put it down. I think you will one day be a Hall of Famer. I well, think he's he, it. I mean, how can you miss the Hall of Fame after you turn the Warriors franchise around? I'm just saying, it, I, I think he would have been, but with Charlotte, it will take time. I think I think he will be an all in. I think he will be a 
Uh, I think he will be an all-star. I don't. I. I mean, if he had been with the right team, I think he could have been an all-famer. But you know, we can slow down on that. But I think I think at one point he will be an all-star. He'll definitely put points up, and he'll definitely get assists up. He'll, and I think I think the Charlotte, you know, they won't be that bad. Which I don't know if it's good for them per se. I mean, they have Devontae Graham, Bridges, uh, Gordon Hayward now. You know, something. You know, it won't be that bad. Add him Hopefully. to the list of overpriced people they should have paid. Just like now it's like Bismack, Biombo, Nicholas Batum, Gordon Hayward, Marvin Williams. Like it's all these guys. Terry Rozier. Yeah, Terry Rozier. Let's, let's just throw $30 million at that. But, but no, we can't pay Kemba Walker actually mon- actual money. Yeah, but one time they were like, I don't know if we want to pay this guy the max. It was like the one all-star <laughs> they've had. What, what, what are you guys doing? The guy that was just – fourth option on the team Kemba Walker went to. Let's throw $30 million at him. And oh, my God. I they can't should, believe they just kept him. That's honestly the one thing that LaMelo Ball, the one it like, won, like, his biggest pro is that he is, like, already a star. Mm-hmm. That people are going to want to see LaMelo Ball. I mean, Definitely the guy... Pay the bills. Yeah, the guy will draw, pe- draw people to watch him. I don't... I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I see him being good or not, like, the Trey Young of of this year? Oh man, I don't even know if he's Trey Young. Wow. I think he's a ball brother. I think he's I think he's definitely the best ball brother. I don't want to get I think Lonzo is the best ball brother. Oh. I mean Lonzo's like an average NBA player. Yeah. I don't I don't trust Lonzo's long term thing because his like his shooting's okay, but like he's not a shot creator. That's my thing. Like he's a decent playmaker. But he well, doesn't create his own shots. He just kind of shoots more. Exactly. Like he needs he needs to be in the team offense. Like I've never seen Lonzo come down the court and like take a tough layup. And Tyler Hero has already done that like five times in the NBA playoffs. Like and in the NBA finals. Like there's no reason, you know, Lonzo shouldn't be able to like no. If, if he I, but I yeah. think the reasons I would like Lonzo better is that LaMelo Ball can is just gonna like be jacking up 30 footers and like Lonzo's just never going to do that. So the thing with Lamelo is I think his playmaking vision is better. And I think he, I think he's just, he's played against grown guys. And I think he's definitely, I think he's built enough confidence where I feel like I, you could actually see him, you know, creating his own shots and doing his own thing. Now the problem is, is that there might be a chance it fails a lot. At the same time, like he did put up 81 points in a game. Like, you know, it, it, that did happen. So, or was that 81? No, it was 100, wasn't it? He scored 100. Yeah, he scored 100. Did he score 100? I don't know. I, it was some crazy total in a game. So, like, say he's not a shot creator. It's crazy. I'm like, I think I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds Yeah, there was some crazy game. So, yeah, that was high school. But, I mean, like Trey Young, you know, some nights you'll close your eyes and sometimes, some nights you won't be able to because it'll be that good. So, you know. Do you think it's more likely that the Warriors make like three more moves and try to like make a playoff run, or they start selling off parts and re- and build for the future? I think they're seeing want to see how good this year goes. If they make it to the second round with this team, I think they'll try one more time. Because I I kind of like Kelly Oubre. I'm not gonna lie, and yeah, of course himself- you Ubre, like, last year when he was dunking on people and, like, you know, he's a decent shooter. 
And the, he, he himself has stated this is the first real organization that he's been at, which, I mean, isn't that crazy to say? Um, which shows, again, how good the Warriors are organizationally. Um, and then you have him, Curry, you know, Draymond, uh, Wiseman, and I think Spellman is supposed to be at the four. I don't know who they're putting at the four or three, depending on where Dre wants to be. But, I mean, it, they're not going to be a bad team. It's just – I don't think it's a lock-in for the playoffs. I mean, I definitely think there are a lot better teams than them right now. So, if they somehow make the playoffs, then I, I think they would have to make it to the second round. Because if they get a first-round exit and Clay comes back 50%, I think they might, they might have to start selling for parts. <coughs> Pull would a you, on them. Would you, would you start calling people about Draymond right now? I, I wanted to start calling about people – I wanted to start calling people for Draymond before they signed him to that match. I didn't like that match. I don't, I definitely do not trust in Draymond, an old Draymond. He should have been traded way before. I, the, the Patriots principle, like trade him a uh, year or two early so you can like, you know, get decent parts because he's, you know, as he's gotten older, he hasn't been as good of a shooter. The defense, yes, has still been there, but you can only trust so much in that. And I just don't see his career ending nice, you know, and like no career technically as perfectly. I mean, um, but except for Tim Duncan, except for Tim Duncan, of course, but um, I don't, I just don't see like, I, I think he's just got too much pride. It might end up like a bad version of Carmelo's kind of thing where, you know, he just doesn't get signed back to the trailblazers. I think the Steph piece to this is the most interesting part because, like, he's he's the one guy in the league right now that has a chance to, like, play his entire career with one team, which still, like, even if Clay doesn't get hurt, like, it still seems unlikely that, like, at the end of his career, the Warriors would just be like, sorry, we're not going to pay that much. And he says, okay, I'm just going to go be a, a shooter off the bench for a final team. Like, he could play, play for 25 years, and they're like, oh, yeah, we need to bring in Steph Curry for six minutes, one, you know. That'd be so, so weird seeing an old crew. anymore because who knows what the schedule is going to be like. But like some random January night where you need Steph to like play for eight minutes and just get your team back in game. Like he can he can do that. He can do he can do that when he was like forty years old, right? Like I would say he can't. I don't know. He's all around there on a walker still crossing up people. He would do it with yeah. the Hornets though. He would go to the Hornets. But now that. Now that Clay's hurt, like the, I think the Wiseman pick is still the right pick because like he's he's weirdly like the most safest player for them to take and also like the highest upside player because I yeah. I love I love what he can do just like right away like rolling to the basket, the defense stuff you know it's not great but like a lot of it was just like does he know what to do on the court does he know where to go like how well can he see the floor, and to me that's just put him on a really really smart team. And let him just become like a really, really smart player. I think he can absolutely do that. I think the Warriors are the perfect team to do that with because they're really smart and they're going to put him in all these positions to like be really successful. And then in high school, like some of the off the dribble stuff, the shot creating, like where you're like, oh wow, is this guy, you know, Hassan Whiteside or is he like Anthony Davis? Like where, like yeah. where spectrum does this guy fall? I think that intrigues me more. I don't. He didn't really show it a lot of Memphis because he was playing more of that roll to the rim, you know, steal a guy off, try to get a post up. Who was he? Yeah. He and only he, played like two games, didn't he? Yeah, he played three games. And he was, yeah, I thought he was really good at all things. And he, he still barely had, did anything. He still has this like 
other high school career where he showed all this ability. Yeah. I did more free reign in high school. Like college was just a different animal playing with a bunch of five stars. And that meant this team was kind of weird anyways. And I mean, yeah. that's the whole deal, but he just had, he had this other level he could go to where you're like, Oh, okay. That's why he's the number. That's why he was the number one prospect in the league. So I think he was perfect for him. I don't know how much he, he helps him like win a title as a rookie. That's still a tall ask to just, I, I don't know. Cause like I, even if he gets smarter defensively, I doubt it's in year one. That's probably just mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of growth for a player in one year, which maybe you know it happens, maybe it does. I don't know. I just I think it's too much. I mean, he's a so, big guy. He's like seven something. So I mean, you can definitely help him on their big lineups or when they have like mostly small guys and one big guy, especially against bigger teams like the Lakers. But now that now that Clay's hurt, like I don't, you know, obviously we just like I'm, you know, everybody. They're like a low-end playoff team at best, and it's just weird. Like, what in 2016? What they won like 73 games, and they could be two years into their new arena and not even hit that win total yet. Like, that's kind of funny. That Crazy. It worked out that way, but I don't know. I just wonder, like, like what's the value for Clay? What's the value for Draymond? Do they go okay? Let's try to throw a few veterans in this mix and just get a, a playoff run, or do we just start thinking ahead and go okay? Mm-hmm. We have been. We still have Curry long term. Like you like Ubre, I like. I think Ubre is like the seventh man on a title team at best. I think he's a cool kid and like really good looking. And that really, I mean, like honestly, like he's getting if, better though. If you just went like who are like the the most popular basketball players right now, it's like that. Just like you would go up onto the street and ask people about like it's like LeBron, Steph, and then like ask any any like college or teenage girl like, and they'll probably say Kelly Ubre. Obviously, like, yeah. Like they all. Like, my girlfriend doesn't even watch basketball. She knows who Kelly Oubre is. Yeah. Yeah. So, that you know, he gets, the, he gets the Instagram bump for sure. But, you know, he's fine. So, you have some pieces there. The Wiggins piece. So, like, I just I, – I don't know if they could do that, though, because I don't know what they could get for those guys that would be worth it. Exactly. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't flip play for Tyler Hero right now. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, what I'm hearing from the league, though, is Lakeup really doesn't want to tank. Like, he wants to uh, – he really wants to win. Like, he just – he's not used to losing or tanking, for that matter, which, I mean, it's going to be a little awkward coming up. <laughs> like, Yeah, he's hey. got this new arena he wants to show off. He doesn't want to show it off with a 12-win team, you know, a 20-win team. He wants to be playing conference finals and finals games in that arena. That's the whole – that was the whole point of building it. It was, you know, he was building the the basketball mecca of the West Coast, but yeah, probably built it like a season and a half too late. (laughs) I mean, that's true. So, is anyone beating the Lakers uh, with all their free agent signings? I saw one graphic that's like, oh, you can make two playoff teams out of the Lakers, and I was like, what? And then I actually looked at it, and I was like, they're not that wrong. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not not that easy but the the lakers are kind of stacked right now with all the team all the players they've gotten for players around lebron and ad so um i definitely love their um uh their roster decisions in getting rid of javel mcgee and dwight howard and bringing in Plumley and uh who's the other guy they brought in uh marcus all yeah montrez harrell marcus all those are 
great replacement West for Matthews. Did they get West Matthews too? Uh, yeah, they got West Matthews too. So they got significantly better. I mean, Marcus all shooting, it's it's totally gonna change completely change that game, that team's game plan like in the playoffs because like, you know, and I mean, yes, Marcus all has only one ring and he's suddenly a winner now, but he definitely knows. He definitely. He feels like a guy who, you know, he yes, he's older. He's 35, but you know, he'll he'll definitely play great defense in the playoffs, and he knows what it'll take. And Montrose Harrell, I feel like Montrose Harrell got too much flack for that Clippers lot. People were like, "Oh, Harrell's the reason." No, Harrell was the only player who did play well near there in the end. Well, what was the one big criticism of Montrose Harrell was like he couldn't, you couldn't play him on the floor against Anthony Davis at the end of a game. And now yeah. you don't have to worry about that because you have Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's, that's why the Lakers are going to win the title. Cause every move I've heard that has been made so far was like, how do we guard Anthony Davis and how do we guard LeBron James? And both of those guys are on the same team. Mm-hmm. So when the entire league has shifted to match what you do, I would just assume that you're still the best team in the league, especially when there's still a possibility that LeBron, the second best player on the team next year, and Davis just I would I I'm I'm going to go in early and say that Davis is going to win the MVP next year. Like I 100% think that's going to happen. I mean, I could see it with LeBron saying he's going to cherry pick the season. I mean, it's, it's very likely. It just the problem is is AD like. When he needs to be tough, he'll stick in there. But there's just too many times in the regular season where he's like, and I know it's like a man's game and stuff, but it's not necessarily soft. He'll just, he'll have these little injuries and then he'll be out for the whole game. Like he'll smack his hand on the bottom of the backboard or he'll catch the ball wrong and like his finger or something. And like, yes, other superstars get hurt, but like, you know, Luca, you know, in that final game against the Clippers was like on a busted ankle and somehow still beat him. Like anytime AD outside of like maybe the finals, anytime he gets like the littlest nick, he has to be out the whole game. Like, which I mean is maybe great body protection, but like there's just too many times where he goes out of the game because he's hurt himself the tiniest bit. And like the Marcus Saul thing, like I don't. I don't really know if he's good anymore or not, but at least it's a different wrinkle, which is really important when you're running back a title team is like, can we do something a little bit different from what they did last year? And they didn't have, they didn't have a lineup where they could put like the shooting, the shooting center, like the five that could stretch the floor next to Davis. The only guys they were able to put next to him are JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. And then they would just end up playing. But they're upgrades though. What? They're upgrades, though. Uh, yeah, I, I guess they do. <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't know if Marcus is really good anymore. But at least it's a at least it's a new wrinkle. So I think that's important when you're running back a final team. Same with Wes Matthews. I watched him on the Bucks the last couple of years. He's fine. Yeah, he's now. fine. I'm not gonna sit here and say Wes Matthews. People are gonna be like, you know, you're you're bringing in defense and shooting. I don't really know how much of that you're bringing in. You're bringing in a decent player. He's coming off the bench. As a player. Yeah. The Harold thing's good, but no, like the Lake. I, I I already told you why I think the Lakers are going to win the title. Lakers are going to win the title. It's all stupid. Yeah, that's why I think they should trade for DeRozan. And there was talk of that. There was significant him as coming off of the bench as a like leading the second team, or and or you know taking over the reins when you're against the Bulls in the middle of February. 
you know, <laughs> like some like those just taking up time kind of game. Like, yeah, no, he's definitely a good option. But no, I definitely think Montrezaro and uh, Marcus All are significant upgrades over JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Like Dwight Howard was bad late in game and like the seven minutes he played. And yes, it's not just because I'm listening to him. It's like he, he just he's unplayable sometimes. And JaVale McGee, you know. Either. Like he's Davis is going to be the five late in games. They might they might play Harrell at the four. I have to look at their roster again and see what see what it ultimately ends up becoming before like I remember what their you know their final five is. But like I mean they lost Rondo, so that's a big deal. That is like, a big deal. Like, Rondo was probably the biggest winner of the whole the whole finals, you know, how everybody was sort of talking about him and his career and all that stuff. And I said LeBron, yeah. Happened, but I mean that that was like a major loss. I don't think that can be understated. But I thought I thought the Clippers got better. I, they basically just flipped Harold for Serge Ibaka, which now you actually have a guy you can play in the last. You know, and... I like Serge. I thought Serge Serge was like a really important guy in that Raptors final run. Which, so was Mark Gasol. I mean, that's better than anything. He's more important to a final team than Paul George has ever been. So. <laughs> That that's Paul, Paul Jordan hasn't even been to the finals. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it is what it is there. <laughs> Playoff P. Can I complain about two really weird moves? Okay. Uh, I didn't like the fact the Mavericks traded Seth, uh, Seth Curry. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, that was. That was a good Maury, trade by Daryl Morey, though. If Morey ever – like, if somebody like that ever calls and go, hey, what, do you, what can I get for Seth Curry? I'd be like, oh, actually, I think – I just decided to keep him because if a smart GM like that is calling me about that guy. Like clearly they're like all that guy's done the last couple of years has been on, you know, playing important minutes on playoff teams. Like he was in Portland when they went on their run last two years ago, he was on. Had more Dallas. playoff minutes than his brother last year. Yeah. And then, you know, he was, he was in Dallas when they were, you know, going toe to toe with the Clippers there for a minute. So like all this guy done is played important playoff minutes the last couple of seasons. You bring in shooting if you're more like you, you, Rich, you get this off ball, but like also could have the ball if he needed to be type guy. Competitor on defense, like Richardson offensively can't play with the other guys that they have on that team. So that's like an automatic upgrade. I don't know if Richardson can play with Doncic. I would rather have Seth Curry with Doncic than I would. Richardson. Yeah, I know. I don't know. That, that, was, that was one of the dumbest traits. Now that I think about it, Jay, Jay Rich has just not been that good. Like, his defense has been above average, but his offense contribution, like when they had, and he had a chance to show it in the playoffs. Like, you know, Joel Embiid went out and then you had Ben Simmons during the playoffs or during the regular season. I think in the playoffs too, there was, there was definitely chances where one of the two of the duo were hurt and he definitely had a chance to stand up. Yeah, no, not to interrupt you, but I think the 76, I think Daryl Morey outside of trading Tobias Harris's horrible contract could almost not have a better off season like besides trading one of the two also like if he's trying to keep those two together for now i mean find some way to fix tobias Harris' contract or maybe keep him and you know hopefully trade him for a superstar or something like that or trade him when you're trading one of those superstars but yeah no i definitely i've loved the 76ers offseason they've done they've done so many smart things i mean you have doc rivers right yeah rivers went up there you got danny green seth curry you know, hopefully you make Ben Simmons actually shoot threes this year 
And then you have all these shooters around Joel Embiid who, you know, may shoot a couple himself and go to the rack. So I, I definitely love what the 76ers have done. I hope the I hope there's an Embiid for Beal thing that happens this year. That's what I'm cheering for. Uh, what's the odds on Harden going to Brooklyn? Like five to one? You think Harden? he's going to Brooklyn? I do. You hope that happens because I really, really do. I really, really want to see that. Harden for Kyrie. It would be. It would be like the ultimate test of of like talent versus chemistry because it would be one of the most talented trios ever assembled and one of the most dysfunctional trios ever assembled and it was just like it would be a great experiment to go how far can we push this chemistry thing as long as the guys are really 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 good yeah no it's, it's not happening i don't think it's just not gonna happen well, it's not going to happen, but I I would rather him be on Brooklyn than I I would have him be on the Rockets. I mean, yeah, the Rockets, yeah. I mean, traded, yeah, they got, they still need to trade Russell Westbrook. I don't know why they haven't gotten on that. Um, but no, I think the Nets GM like try to call and then you know Rockets uh, the GM is like, give me your best offer, and then hung up. Like I'm not, not I'm not. It's just. This is none. I like Spencer Dinwiddie and like Jared Allen and all those guys, but none of them have the feeling of a franchise star. Like Jared Allen, yeah, he looks great when he blocks LeBron, but he's not going to carry you to, you know, 50 wins. And neither is Spencer Dinwiddie who comes off the bench or Karis LeVert. Like, he looks great. LeVert looks pretty good, but he's a third option at best. So I definitely agree with the Rockets again. I'm not trading him. Did you like the Harden trade that I sent you? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was Harden and PJ Tucker for Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown. Uh, the problem is, I think Boston really likes. I, mean, I think Boston really likes Jalen though, and he's they kind do. of they really never trade him. Yeah, him and Tatum like. You know, they're, they're top two guys now. And, and rightfully so. It's just, you know, I don't think they would. I mean, I was trying to come up with a punch. Now that Hayward's gone, it's not as fun. I was like, yeah. So, um, can I, I tell you know, something? What about your Spurs? Is it, is it time for Spurs Corner? Is it time for what? Spurs Corner? How, what have you guys been doing? Yeah, I was, just getting, I was just getting ready to go there. I was just getting ready to go to Spurs Corner. All right. Can I tell you something shocking? I really like the guy that we drafted. I'm all in on that guy. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I was kind of hoping you guys would get Hilburton, but all right, we'll see. No, I actually, I actually would rather have him than Halliburton because they already have enough guys that like can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. Like I, Derek White's fine. Murray, whatever. Lonnie Walker. They just have like this weird hodgepodge of like these combo guards. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I don't even know how to say his name is it Vassal? 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 Yeah, Devin Vassal or whatever. Something like that. I honestly didn't even have him on my wish list because I didn't think he was going to fall to them at 11. Like, I just assumed he was going to go in the top 10. But Okora went in the top 10 and Jalen Smith went in the top 10. And I don't, I think those were kind of the guys that like took his spot. I think the rest of the top 10 was pretty much like people thought it was going to go. But I think those two guys kind of jumped in when a lot of people would have had him there. But I mean, if you want to just talk about like, 
who's like the guy that can come in and contribute right away, but also like present some upside. Like he's the perfect guy. Like he's the best defender, perimeter defender in the draft, probably. Awesome shooter off, awesome shooter, you know, pulling up, spot ups, like all like those little simple stuff that you're going to do if you don't have, don't have the ball in your hand. But he also has like this like, like creator upside that he shows like a little tiny smidge of at Florida State. You like grab a rebound, run a break. You know, he could do some smart stuff out of the pick and roll. He's a pretty good passer. And he's just like really long. His arms honestly like look like he's got like a 7-1 wingspan. I mean, his arms are like insane. Like, yeah. So I, I love that guy. I think he fits perfectly next to all like the, the ball dominant people they have. I think I think Lonnie Walker is going to be awesome this year. I think they should trade DeJounte Murray. I think they should trade DeRozan. I think they should trade Aldridge. There's my Spurs. Trade Jones? Can I trade Jones love? No, no trade Jones love. He can't shoot. Why would you draft the guy who can't shoot? I mean, yeah. It's, 20, 20, it's almost 2021. They couldn't help them. They couldn't help themselves. They had to take a non-shooter. The Spurs don't shoot. They, ha- they, couldn't, they couldn't resist. Mid-range or bust, I guess. I, he doesn't score. I shouldn't even say he doesn't shoot. He doesn't score. I don't know what he does. He's a, he's a decent ball handler, and he's good on defense. He's smart. Yeah, he's smart. He's a tough defender. So maybe, maybe honestly, like that's what you should be looking for in your backup point guard: smart, tough defender. Like I don't. Maybe, maybe that's the formula. But I would just yeah. Monte Morris type. Um, I think Trey Jones could. I think he can decently shoot. I don't, I don't think his shooting is that bad. I'm a pretty um, shallow basketball fan. I just want scoring, lots and lots of scoring. I mean, that's what you guys need now that you lost Mar. And where's Mar anyway? Now that we lost two. Did you get time? Are you still? Who? Oh, yeah, you guys still have tomorrow. Okay, I thought it was straight. Yeah, we do. Nobody, no, I, apparently nobody wanted him. Apparently, Masai, Jury, and DeRozan made up in the bubble. So they're friends now again. They shared a special moment. Well, we'll trade him back to the Raptors. I have no problem. Can we get Norman Powell? Terrence Davis? I like Terrence Davis. I'm not going to lie. Well, OG on Anobi. Actually, if you guys get OG on Anobi, oh my goodness, that'd be crazy. Rosen, they'd be stupid for doing that. <laughs> that'd be crazy. No, Messiah is too smart for that. I mean, how is how is the Kawhi Leonard trade not the best trade of the decade? I know the Harden trade was great, but like, and the I know the Kawhi Leonard thing was only one year, but it's the it's the best it's the best trade of the century, right? That's the problem because it's a one year. If it was more than one year, maybe, but it was one year. Um, more finals happened. appearances than the entire James Harden run. Trey Jones can kind of shoot. He shot 36% from the from three of this past year. Three threes. Uh, oh, we got to do free throws because that doesn't actually count. He was 77% from the free throw line. So that obviously means he has to be a great shooter, right? Do you like the Spurs New Jersey's? Yeah, no, they look great. I I definitely like the colors. It's very clean. Jerseys in basketball. It's white. They're the best jerseys in basketball. It's not even close. Oh no, those white jerseys were always my favorite. But those Spurs Fiesta ones, they blow them out of the water. They're so they're so cool. They're definitely. I'm not gonna lie. I like all the colors. Um, and like I like how the the shorts are. Like with those kind of lines, like they look great. 
Yeah, no, Trey Jones is going to be decent. I definitely, DeJounte Murray and Trey Jones, best defensive backcourt in the league. What? I'm, I'm out on Murray. I'm not going to lie. If you don't get better as a player after like five, four or five years, you're probably never going to get any better. He's probably never going to get any better. That's the tough part. I thought he was going to be good. And nope. What was your favorite pick? What was your favorite pick of the draft? We'll end on that. What was your favorite pick? My favorite pick. Uh, uh, I really didn't like Patrick Williams. Um, let's see, which one did I like? I mean, you are trying to convince me with Devin Vassell because I did watch him. Uh, oh, no, 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 I know. Precious, I mean, I, I precious. With uh, he, I mean, considering yeah, you really about that. how much raw talent he has and seeing what kind of, uh, what kind of development Miami has done with like raw talented guys or, you know, getting them in shape. And I just, from everyone I think I've heard, he's a great heat guy. You know, you do a bit right there. And considering what Bam did last year, I, I, I definitely like that pick. Yeah, you really like that one. That was the first thing you texted me after the Spurs pick was you like, they passed on Precious, Precious Achua. I can't believe they passed on him. I mean, I was Precious or Tyrese Halberton, yeah. And I think the nice thing with Precious is that he's got plenty of time to develop, but at the same time, the Heat are demanding enough where he'll definitely need to produce. So it'll be like a weird thing where it's like, he'll definitely have opportunities for him to produce, but he won't really have to, but he'll kind of will because Riley is tough like that. And I think, and I think Precious is definitely, um, he's definitely, he definitely seems like a hard worker. I, I don't know. I definitely, I'm more than excited to see him in that system. So I wonder what I wonder what Devin Vassell's Rookie of the Year odds are. Go back on him right now. I think he could have a Malcolm Brogdon-esque rookie season and snatch the Rookie of the Year award from the other guys. Is um, Lamelo's like one out of one point five odds or something like that? Like, do they pass anyone else the I would not, not, I would not bet on Lamelo at all. I honestly don't, I honestly don't know who I would bet on from the guys that got picked. Obi Toppin maybe from New York. That guy's going to get a lot of usage. In. Obi Toppin. Um, isn't Julius Randle still on the team though? Yeah. Like my thing is that like, yeah, I understand Lamelo. You know, he has all these issues and stuff, but you know, he's like people are claiming that he won't work as hard and stuff. At the same time, like, he'll definitely put up stats with the Hornets. What's uh, more likely, LaMelo Ball goes to the Hall of Fame or Joe Burrow goes to the Colts? When you put it that way, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we could see, uh, uh, Burrow and the the Colts, but... I just love how you try to um, get everyone over to the – I mean, just try to draft every – get every quarterback for the team, though. I'm just I'm just auditioning to be hired. Hired for what? Hired by any team. I'm, I'm openly I'm, – I'm openly candidating for a position on a team. 
I'm not even going to pretend like I'm hiding it. Just call Chris Ballard. Call me. Ask ask me ask me some questions. I'll I'll help you figure out some stuff. We can figure out how to get Jacoby Brissett in the starting lineup together. We'll both do it. We'll be fine. I don't understand why they put him in those option plays. Like Jacoby isn't that good of a scrambler. Like he's not. He he hasn't won once done anything but hand the ball off when they bring him in. They bring him in on like third and two and it's like you know hundred percent he's gonna hand the ball off. That's all he's ever done. But right. if it's if it's if it's third and inches, he'll QB sneak. Like it's it's so predictable, but like I just like seeing him in there. So I give well, me he's as not many even that fast and he's kind of a stocky guy, you know? Like like Tannehill is kind of a mix of the both. Like he's he's kinda of slow but at the same time he does have some wheels. I mean did you see him like that one rush where he stopped and then that guy Kobe missed him and then he's kind of like big at the same time. Well, Jacoby just feels big. Like, he's not, he doesn't, doesn't run as fast, but I don't know. When the NBA, when the NBA adds expansion teams in uh, whatever cities they do, do you think we'll get a, you think we'll get hired by one of the teams? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll be like, oh, we need some young talent, so let's, let's get these guys. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd love I think to go the guy who said the Hall of Famer. I, I'm, I'm really high on the Ball. I really, I really like him. I don't, I just feel like, yes, maybe we don't trust guys who don't play defense that well, and blah, blah, blah. But I think one, defense can be one of the things that's taught effort, not necessarily, but I think someone can develop effort. But defense is something that you can definitely get better at as you heal along in your career. I mean, you can't ever be elite, per se, but and I think the intangible that you it's kind of near impossible to develop. It's almost near impossible to develop vision. Um, hopefully, you know, Lamella, yes, his jump shot's a little weird, like his brothers, but I think he might be a better shooter. And, you know, and he's the guy who does, he's pretty good around the rim. Um, I mean, if you're working, I'd rather be a person who works on the defense and has a good offense and works on the, um, who has a rough offense and works for the defense. Or, you get what I'm saying. I'd rather have a player whose main thing is offense and you have to work on with the defense because with the defense, I feel like it's the stance. You have to need to understand assignments and stuff like that. But the offense, I feel like there's a lot more of intangibles where you have to you know, it's a lot more instinctual where you, if you put enough hours in the gym, you just, you just, once it becomes instincts, it's a lot, I don't know, or maybe it's the same for defense, and maybe I'm just rambling right now, but I definitely, I definitely like Lamont. That's all I'm trying to Give me one thing you're thankful for before we go. Should we go around the table and say one thing we're thankful for? What? I'm hungry. I want to eat. Um, <laughs> I am thankful for Pat Mahomes. Okay, we get it. It's fine. Yes, I am thankful that I am given a dynasty while I'm still a sportsman on the team. Until he demands a trade to the... <laughs> what? Republic. To the Colts? And he's saying right now, man. I'm out. Get out of here. We've literally given all him. We've literally gave him the farm. Right? <laughs> Quite literally. Pat, Mah- Pat Mahomes and LaMelo Ball are going to turn the Warriors around. You heard it here first. That's what's going to happen. Hey, did you see that basketball video? I don't know. <laughs> it was so good the GM had to tell him to shut it down because not because of the injury, but because he didn't want him getting drafted. Go to go work, go play for uh, more progressive league. Um, but yeah, no. 
What's the side what the side is? What? Tell them what the side is. Side is pop got me. Uh, the content may be a little old, but it's still gold. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've had a lot of homework lately, um, and then I've been switching jobs a lot and figuring out like where to work. So hopefully by Christmas break, I'll crank out some articles. But we'll see. What's up? It's a busy, busy time. It's that weird section, like the last couple weeks, and you find a new job. It's that weird section where they're, it's not the final exam, but they have to give you the bulk of the homework so that yeah. you can actually get the points for something. But you're not like setting up for the final stuff. So it's just a lot of homework from a lot of places. And then there was like one Spanish class where my teacher didn't even know when to assign stuff. And so like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, but yeah, no, it's that weird. it was that weird section, and then you know, to have Thanksgiving break, and my dog still wants me to work a whole bunch of hours. So, anyway, I'm just rambling. What about you, Remington? Yeah, I've heard you still working two jobs, or yeah, still grinding, still grinding. Nice. What's your okay. you have? Oh, are you still working at the factory? Got any factory stories? Oh, I have zero factory stories. It's the most boring thing in the world. There's zero stories that come out of there. I just standing all day listening to Joe Rogan. My mind is full of conspiracy theories and stand-up. That's what I've really been getting into lately, just stand-up comedy and just the whole behind the scenes, listening to comics talk about their industry and how they do stuff. And I love it. I, I think it's so much fun to listen to. Yeah, mine is boring and standing there, but um, definitely do have interesting stories of people like, I. so what I do is I, I try to sell phones to people. So then in Sam Club, what happens in Cedar Rapids is you walk in and then you go around the corner and there am I standing yelling at you about needing to switch to our phone plan. So there's a lot of people who like ignore me or like, what? You're that guy, huh? Um, that guy. Do you have a Sam Club subscription? Or membership? you ever been in there? Or? I, I have been in Sam Club, yeah. Yeah, so... I am that guy. It's for AT and T. It's it's yeah. And then the worst part is that like a lot of people aren't there to buy their phones. And then the pinnacle of the job is like, hey, let's stand here for two hours while I put in your order, and hopefully it goes through. So, and then I I so I put in my two weeks, and this morning I was like, oh, why didn't my boss call me for my 9 a.m. non-paid training? And I was like, oh, because he's giving up on me because part of my two weeks. So it was a weird realization, but. Um, it's 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 a it's a it's a boring job. Although the most interesting thing is studying like the covers and stuff, because we'll have a whole bunch of papers from like what we used to do. So it's like it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. But yeah, no, I'm losing my mind. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely, I'm losing my mind. So, but no, I'm 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 instead gonna be a care provider. So that's nice. There you go. You know, Anyhow, thanks for listening to this pod. Hopefully, it, it does see the light of day. Um, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, thanks for have me. a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Stay safe. Happy holidays. If you don't have mac and cheese on your table, you're stupid. Well, I guess uh, yeah. so. That's about you it. Mac and cheese on there. I just told you. I just I just gave you the secret to Thanksgiving. There you go. Secret to every holiday. Have mac and cheese.